Welcome to the Biohacking Beauty Podcast, the show where we dive deep into the innovative world of skincare science and beauty biohacking. I'm your host, Amitai Eshel, co-founder and CEO of Young Goose, the world's first biohacking skincare brand. Today, we're thrilled to welcome a guest who's going to take us to the fascinating intersection of genomics and beauty. Kashif Khan is the CEO of The DNA Company, a leading and innovative provider of comprehensive functional genomics testing, counseling, and personalized health solutions. He's here to demystify the complex world of genomics and share how this burgeoning field is redefining our understanding of skin health and beauty and of health in general. Here are some of the key takeaways from our conversation today. First is understand the role of genomics in overall health and skin health and how it's paving the way for personalized beauty solutions. Discover how the DNA company is leading the charge in integrating genomics into health and skin health solutions specifically. And third, learn about the potential and the future of genomics in transforming the skincare industry. Before we start decoding the world of genomics with Kashif, I would want to share a review from one of our valued Biohacking Beauty listeners. So this is actually a very interesting review that I, I want to share because it's a little thought-provoking. So this person said, most episodes are pretty good with clear direction on what you can take to improve skin and health. Considering it's a skincare company, they take a pretty light hand on the product pitching which is nice. I was a little concerned though about the episode with Dr. Sandra Kaufman. She recommends monthly IVs of exosomes after the age of 40. Best I can tell, these treatments cost $2,000 to $4,000 each. Doing so monthly is more than prohibitive for most of the population. Spend a couple of hundred bucks a month if you must on vitamins and creams, but seems like if you have that kind of money, you could get a lot of longevity benefits from helping build a lower stress and more livable world for everyone. So I actually really like, I really appreciate this comment because it's true. There definitely is, is a point where we can create something for everyone. Obviously we have people like Brian blanking on his last name that <laughs> spend $2 million a year on their own uh, longevity journey. But I agree. I think uh, that's what we're kind of doing here. Aside from our work at Young Goose for skincare, we're also trying to improve the way that you take care of your overall health and skin health in other ways. In any case, I would like you to remember that if you're enjoying our podcast, please take a moment to leave a rating and review, especially on Apple Podcasts, but really anywhere you're listening to, to this podcast. Your feedback doesn't only help us improve, but also helps us reach more people with our content. A word, a sentence, any review is deeply appreciated. Now, let's delve deep into the enlightening conversation with Kashif Khan. Right, Kashif, welcome to the Biohacking Beauty Podcast. I'm very, very excited to have you on today. You are a unique guest. We've never had anyone like you before. Well, I hope that there's a good reason for why you're saying that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, 
I think there are so many things to tackle as far as like in, you know, the science of skin health in general, that exactly like an allopathic doctor, you know, that has some 15 minutes with someone when they sit in their chair and they, they need to aim at the lowest hanging fruit. And a lot of the times, exactly like in, in, in that setting, we don't reach the, the real upstream cause of everything, which is obviously who we are, our, our genetics. So I'm very, very excited to, to have you on and, and to talk a little bit more about that. Pleasure. It's, a, it's an honor to be here. I'm excited. I would love for you to tell me kind of your origin story. How did you start? How did you get to deal with, with uh, genetics and, and epigenetics, etc.? So I don't come from the industry, which is an oddball story because normally when you're dealing with science of this nature, it's like a lot of training, a lot of schooling, a lot of textbooks. I didn't do any of that. Mm-hmm. What I did was I got really sick and I healed myself, you know, and in that journey. So I was running a marketing company at the time and I used to help startup companies grow. That's what I was good at. And we had some successes there. And so I started to get multiple chronic conditions some minor like eczema, some debilitating like migraines, couldn't get out of bed. Wow. Five different doctors, five different pills. Nobody could answer the question, why? You know, why is all this stuff happening? And so I was working on a project as one of our marketing clients that was a healthcare business. And I I met some functional medicine practitioners through there. I met a gentleman who was working on genetic research there. And fast forward, you know, six, seven months of a lot of work. I learned that there was a piece of my genetic code missing. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't about a variation or a snip. It was like page torn out of this instruction manual. And I just didn't do this job. And what was this job? There's a gene called GSTM1 that is a primary detoxifier of the gut. So it allows you to prevent toxins that are coming along with your food being from entering your bloodstream. It's a first line defense. Mm -hmm. And I don't have it. The gene missing, completely missing from my genetic right? So that was a big aha moment. And all of a sudden, my mom started to get healthier, my family, friends, etc. And I realized that this tool is so special and important, but it wasn't being used the right way. It was being used for disease centric thinking, just like medication, just like allopathic healthcare you talked about. It was like, what is the disease call? What's your risk? And what pill do you need to take? It was being put into the same bucket. The yeah. most personal thing we have depersonalized. So that's the work I did. And I worked on taking my experience what I actually needed and what I wish existed and building that research so that I could teach other people how to do the same. Wow. That's very impressive. I mean, you do meet two kinds of people in our, I would even say in the wellness industry or health industry in general, alternative health, you meet people who understand that they can make a lot of money because it's kind of the wild, wild west. There, there is way less regulation, etc. Mm-hmm. And the other people are really mission driven. Something happened to them, to their loved ones. They, they had an, uh, some kind of aha moment that led them down that path. And normally that's the people you want to associate yourself with because they have a very strong why to why they're doing it. And obviously you can trust a little bit more their moral compass when it comes to the end product that they're creating. So obviously that's, that says a lot about you. So how long did it take from the point where you, you started until you had the DNA company running and starting to show people their genetic data? So first there was this aha moment of, wow, I need to work on this. Mm-hmm. And I literally handed the keys to my marketing company, to my business partner and said, keep it. You know, I, I need to go wow. do this. And I built it with you, but it's not about profit. Like you said, it's about purpose. 
Mm-hmm. And I found something so meaningful that I literally just walked away from the company and said, don't worry about my share, whatever, keep it. Let me go do what I got to do. And so that was, you know, for the first five, six months, we were trying to determine, is this even possible? Can we take what I experienced and allow everybody else to experience that? We, we realized the gap. The gap was genetics was saying, you have an 80% chance of Alzheimer's, good luck. Mm-hmm. That was genetics. Functional medicine was saying, we don't need your genetics. We already know how to fix people, right? And what I was saying is that if I use the genetics to understand my priority, I could get this outcome of fixing myself a lot faster. No trial, mm-hmm. error, no one size fits all. So how do I get this genetic stuff that only speaks to genetic conditions to actually speak to hair loss, beauty, aging, all the big problems we're dealing with, reinterpret. So the thing that was missing in the middle is geneticists never speak to patients. They only look at Petri dishes, right? So I set up a clinic and we spent the next three years with 7,000 patients. That's what was needed. It was one by one. If I can't fix you at whatever you're complaining about, I haven't figured out genetics yet. This should work for you because it's your DNA. It's your instruction manual. It should tell me what the answers are, right? So we started doing that for 7,000 people and we started to learn Here's why fibromyalgia actually happens. Here's why this woman has a fertility issue. It's not the fertility issue. There's something else underlying. Mm -hmm. Here's why in this family, this child's skin is horrible and this one isn't, right? So we started to learn and now we have enough insights where we can now teach. And the day came where all of a sudden we said, we are ready to bring this to the world. And we started offering testing. But in at a core, you know, the testing is just like, it's like a byproduct, the business at a core. I still spend every day learning and researching. Just before this, I was studying another paper about folate and folinic acid. And you know, we're never going to stop building the data. Yeah, definitely. Very, very interesting. So how does it look like now? The DNA company, let's say, you know, you provide a sample of saliva. It's sent to a lab to get sequenced. And then what? What, what does the person get back? The then what is the most important part, right? Yeah. <laughs> so everyone... <laughs> a test. In fact, you can go buy a DNA sequencing machine, put it in your basement, and it already comes with reports built in. Mm -hmm. The challenge, the then what part is how do you interpret it? What does it mean? Mm -hmm. I can give you a list of genes. Here's your results. What is this language saying to me? And that's been the gap. The gap has been scientists think that each gene has a single meaning, but that's not the way the body works. The body works in systems, cascades. We already know. Here's how your hormones metabolize. We already know. Here's how your neurochemicals metabolize. We already know. Here's how your nails grow. And here's why your hair falls out. So if we reverse engineer that stuff and speak to the problems instead of the genes, you can actually use it. So we then, the the then what part, the most important is we never built a genetic report. What we built was a portal that speaks to all these problems, anxiety, depression, keto diet, you know, Alzheimer's, the things that I want to understand and what for me would cause that because there isn't a single cause. And let me give you an example, Alzheimer's I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. But genetics will tell you APOE 3-4, Chris Hemsworth has this TV show called Limitless. He has a 3-4 or 4-4 version of the gene, which is a bad yeah. version. He was told you have an 8 to 10 times elevated risk of Alzheimer's. What do you do with that information other than have anxiety for the next 40 years waiting to see what happens? For us, that is the priority, the starting point. We now know we need to focus on this, but we need to figure out why, what's going to trigger it. So we then look functionally at your insulin response. Ultimately, what we're saying, APOE3, that gene, transports lipids. It instructs your body's movement of cholesterol, to keep it simple. 
an amyloid plaque buildup of cholesterol in your brain causes dementia. It's one of the major, major foundations, brain cells dying and plaque building up, right? Mm -hmm. But why would plaque build up to begin with is as a response to inflammation. Yep. Your brain gets inflamed and your body is trying to use the cholesterol to repair, right? It's actually a good thing, but it builds up. So that's what we actually look up. Why did it build up? Not why did it get transported poorly? That's a very small part of the problem. Could be your insulin response, metabolic health, bad, going to cause inflammation. It could be like me, you don't detoxify the gut. So you have a leaky gut and things are passing your blood-brain barrier, causing inflammation. It could be your lungs. Maybe you don't detoxify the lungs. And so you're breathing chemicals and pesticides and that's causing problems. It could be for women, you're having too many hormone metabolites being produced that are toxic in nature that are causing mm -hmm. inflammation. This is why 80% of dementia cases are actually in women. There's a form, wow. right? So we start to look at, here's the job that your body doesn't do well. That's the most important thing. Here's the chemical, hormone, neurochemical, the thing that your body just doesn't make or makes too much. How do we understand how that causes this problem? Yeah. There isn't a single cause, right? There's many different reasons. And this is what the whole industry grew on. They, they ended at the disease. Yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember like, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, everyone was obsessed whether or not they have the warrior gene. Yes. The whatever gene. And, and yeah. obviously today we know it's extremely silly to think of one gene as a, like a determinant of, of you as a human being. Yes, for sure. And, and single genes don't have single jobs. Yeah. Right. So one gene, like for example, COMT, it clears your toxic hormones that may cause the inflammation, but it also clears your brain chemicals. Mm -hmm. It also clears methylated toxins that your body methylates and makes them water soluble. So it does multiple jobs. So you have to understand, oh, you have toxic hormones. I'm going to speed up your comp gene by giving you some supplement, right? Well, you also just sped up the clearance of my neurochemicals. Yeah. So now I'm going to dis display more addictive type tendencies because I can't get satisfaction. Mm -hmm. You have to understand the functional nature of not only the systems, but the genes also both interplay with each other. So Kasif... Within that framework, could you explain how our genetic blueprint influences our skin health, aging process, overall appearance? For sure. There's so much that can be said. So first of all, what is aging? Your cells are degrading. They're sort of unraveling. Your DNA is getting damaged over time and oxidized. Mm -hmm. So it's like wear and tear. You're truly getting wear and tear. There's these caps on the end of your genes called telomeres. Mm -hmm. which are kind of like bumpers. They're shock absorbers that take the damage, right? And if you look at the structure, they look like they're designed to last 120 years. Yeah. Well, why don't we live to 120? It's because the things that we do take years away. Our habits, our food, our stress, our lack of sleep chip away at those 120 and we lose years. But if you do everything right, technically the structure looks like it should last 120 years, mm -hmm. right? So now in that, it starts to affect not only internal aging of the cells, but also outward aging of the skin. The hair turns white. These are all signs that you've abused your body and aged yourself prematurely. The things that lead to this are how well do you deal with oxidation? So your cells, all of them, are constantly taking in nutrition and oxygen to create energy. Yeah. Right? And in that process, you create an oxidant, which is a free radical, a toxin. So oxygen gives mm -hmm. you life. All these also slowly ages you. It's an irony there. Now, if you don't deal with oxidation well, there's genes around that. How efficiently do you do this process? The oxidation kind of chokes and suffocates the cell and ages it faster. So that may be the one thing, like you should not be doing cardiovascular exercise because you're over-oxidating yourself. Mm -hmm. 
right? Or you need to be supporting your body with antioxidants yeah. because you don't do that yourself. The, your genes around antioxidation are broken. So you need to do, you need to add a supplement or remove the threat. It could have to do with hormones. So we've seen so many women that they complain about hair and skin, but they have an amazing six pack. Yeah. Right. And what's going on there? They're highly androgenized. They make too much testosterone and they may make a very specific version of testosterone called DHT, mm -hmm. dihydrotestosterone. If I have your DNA, I already know what you make. The, the genes that make each step are very clear. We all do the same thing, but how quickly or slowly do do each step changes the net outcome. So some women take their progesterone, they convert it into testosterone and they convert it into DHT and not enough gets converted into estrogen. Yeah, and DHT binds the hair follicle, starves it from blood, and, and we begin the process of uh, male or female pattern baldness. Yep, and that's why you'll see this common complaint. My hair is falling out, I have cystic acne, my skin is wrinkling, but I look ripped like an NBA basketball player. Uh -huh. I feel healthy, but what's going on with all this? It's, it's a hormone thing. Mm -hmm. You're not healthy, it's just hormones. So the opposite is also true. You could be overly estrogenized, and it's beautiful for your skin, but you have trouble losing weight. Your body wants to store fat. Mm -hmm. your body, it's a fertility hormone. So your body all of a sudden wants to create this environment for fertility. And you'll see right away, the body type is different. There's more curves. There's more weight, right? And so there's pluses and minuses to all this stuff. But you know, another area we look at is your metabolic health, because we've seen other people that solve hair and skin problems that weren't actually hair and skin problems. They were something underlying two, three layers down, more functional problem. Like you may be eating foods that are not aligned to your mm -hmm. genetic capacity to metabolize them. You might decide, I'm going to go be a vegan, right? Great. If you don't have the best FUT2 gene, FUT2 it's called, you don't make the enzymes to break down chickpeas, lentils, legumes, your main protein sources. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be protein deficient. The main building block for your body and what's going to start happening? Yeah, your skin will start falling apart and your hair will start falling apart, not because of hormones, for another reason, entirely different reason. You might misdiagnose it as a hormone problem. So, And I can go on and on. There's so many reasons, but it's very clear. Here's the problem. Hair and skin. I don't feel good, right? Which gene is not working properly and how does that equal this? Mm -hmm. And in between those two is your habits, your nutrition, your environment and lifestyle are misaligned your genetic code that equals this problem it yeah. sounds complex but it's very simple when you break it down it is and also i think you know the reason that we need all of it obviously we that we're in a, an advanced society the fact that we can use it just calls on the fact for us to use it like it's the simplest equation ever but part of the reason why we really need to have a direct communication with our genes is because we don't live in the same environment in which we evolved into i mean if we are in a specific place that really can did not grow peanuts, for example, yes. in its history, then we will not be exposed to peanuts and fill in the blank. We're not going to have the, those issues. But since we are on an American airline flights every month and they serve us peanuts, never mind where we are genetically from, we yep. are going to get exposed to it. So perfect example. So there's, I was just looking at this study the other day of Somalians in Denmark did very bad with COVID. Wow. They got very sick, right? Somalians in Somalia didn't know COVID existed. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Right? So Somalians are a, an ethnic group 
that have been in the same place for a long time with the same habits mm-hmm. and genetic code is aligned to that input. The environment, nutrition, lifestyle hasn't changed, right? That includes a lot of sunlight. Yeah. And so if you look at the genetics of the vitamin D pathway in Somalians, it's not good. Mm-hmm. Because they, they got an overexposure of sunlight too much. Yeah. So instead of their body trying to utilize it, it's trying to mitigate it, reduce it. Take those people and move them to Denmark where there's no sun. And now all of a sudden you're working inside. Your habits have also changed. And of the 22,000 genes in your body, 2,000 require vitamin D to function properly. So wow. 10% of your human biochemistry is dependent on one thing. And if you change this one thing, move from here to here, yeah, your body's not going to function the same. But you could have known that by understanding that my ability to convert D2 into D3 is horrible. My ability to transport the D3 to the cell is horrible. It's a different gene. Mm-hmm. My ability to bind it and connect it to the cell, which is another third gene, is also horrible. Then you know, I either can't live here or I need to high dose vitamin D every morning and maybe even take two doses because I don't transport it that well. So one dose won't work for me. And then I won't feel bad, right? Yeah. Or I think, you know, that's a perfect example and a very interesting one. And obviously, you know, coming from Israel, where we have diaspora, I mean, we have people who come from everywhere around the globe. It is well known that people from, I mean, Iraqi Jews cannot process something called fava bean because they are deficient in a gene called G6PD. And that's like the first genetic test anyone Iraqi ever does because they know they, they are going to have a problem with that legume, which is extremely common in, in the Middle East, obviously, in, in cooking. Yeah. I wanted to take a quick break from today's episode to chat with you about our Young Goose skincare products and our special offer for podcast listeners only. Our products provide you with skin regenerative therapy that corrects the cellular damage that has accumulated over time and aims to lower the functional age of the skin. If you're a first-time Young Goose customer, we are offering the listeners of this podcast 20% off their first order by using the promo code PODCAST20 during checkout. If you are a longtime user and have already tried our products, we highly appreciate you coming back, coming back to this podcast and listening to us, and also coming back and using our products. And we would like to offer you 10% off with the promo code PODCAST10. Yeah, so, you know, the flip side of that, something that's very interesting obviously to us, since we have a skincare brand, how do you see genomics playing a role in future skincare product development? I think personalization. Yeah. So keep in mind, like you are doing a brilliant job in what you do. Some people aren't doing as brilliant of a job as you, right? It's like one size fits all, massive mm-hmm. symptom. And so the, the truth is the majority of people are still going to go to the corner store and just buy whatever's on the shelf and not really learn, right? Yeah. There are people that will educate and, and they understand that certain products have toxic phthalates and forever chemicals in them and they're mm-hmm. gonna stay away from that stuff. But the majority of people don't even know what those words mean. Yeah. So the ability to personalize is going to happen when genetics is ubiquitous, when it's everywhere. And I think that's coming. It's coming yeah. to the point where the cost is gonna be so low, it's almost like free. And now every product, people are gonna use this driver of, 
It's not, I have a product, I have six. Now, depending on your genes, here's the right one for you. Yeah. Right. We're solving the right problem. Do I solve your hormone problem? And it may not be a topical skin. I'm still a skincare company, but I'm solving your skin problem, not by masking it, by going into your hormones, by going into your oxidation, by going into your metabolic pathways, whatever the things are that actually caused it. And I think that's where it's going to go. And I think you might be one of the first to do that, right? Yeah. I mean, to be frank, yes, that is our long-term play. But beyond that, I think that's kind of the inception of this podcast, because obviously we are still far off from incorporating genetic testing into our personalization of products. But mm -hmm. what we are doing through this podcast is kind of giving the information that that other, let's say, 90% of what it means to have, you know, to have good skin health, which is, you know, here's the information of how your lifestyle needs to be, or these, this is a company that you should engage with to learn more about yourself and what you should do in order to be healthy. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, we're going to see it everywhere. We, we're, we're already seeing people making apps where you walk into a grocery store and it tells you what foods your genes want you to eat, right? Yeah. So that's happening right now. And you're going to see more and more of that. But we need innovators and pioneers like you that are pushing the envelope and saying, this stuff sucks. I'm going to make something better, right? And, you know, and, and having this in-depth, comprehensive look at the product versus just how do I mask the symptom? So, and yeah. people are demanding it now. People now understand that what they think was good is making them sick, right? There's enough people screaming and making noise about it. What we just went through the last couple of years you know, and how that opened our eyes to how fragile we are. Here's where I am. I'm this close to bad health and this close to good health. Yeah. Something can push me in either directions very easily. And people have realized that I'm not invincible, including, mm -hmm. skin, including your hair, including everything. Yeah. I think, you know, obviously, as you said, you need 2000 genes to have uh, the relationship with vitamin D3 function correctly. But unfortunately, the flip side of that, you need much fewer things to go wrong for things to go wrong. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a much more binary relationship as far as like things going wrong. Yep. And that's why you have to be on top of it. For sure. You know, and speaking of that African population in Europe, another, just to your example, yeah. so there's a gene called ACE, this one gene, ACE, where it determines, so it's, it's really studied around hypertension and blood pressure, mm -hmm. kidney function, and we can determine how efficiently you sort of have blood pressure flow. But we learn that there's 61 locations on this gene, like SNPs or spelling mistakes, that determine how sick you're going to get from COVID. Mm -hmm. And we learn that most, a lot of populations didn't do that bad in terms of this gene. So it's like, okay, it's a virus. It's not going to make you that sick. But people of African descent, out of the 61, 24 locations, they have the bad version on average. Mm -hmm. so they have a huge likelihood of getting sick. So it's just like you said, it's not only there's thousands of things to solve a problem, but there just may be this one gene, this one thing in your code that is your kryptonite. Yeah. Everything else could be amazing, right? And there's this one thing that I didn't know there was this thing that was ready, a ticking time bomb. But if I work on it and I take the right nutrients or the right supplements to solve, slow it down and everything else is good, I'm now fully optimal. I can be that, what I can be who I think I am, invincible. Right? Yeah, definitely. Well said. Do you have any ex example as far as like an unexpected finding from genetic research that has implications in skin health? Yeah. So I, I would say, I mean, it goes back to some of the things we said where there was a young lady we were dealing with. And the reason I say this is because genetic testing, amazing. You're going to find out. Uh -huh. But there's people listening that when they hear the story, like, oh, that's me. Now I uh -huh. know. Yeah. 
the symptoms, you, you start to look at the symptoms from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. There was a young lady that came to see us at 21. She said she got her first menstrual cycle at the age of 16. And from the age of 16 to 21, she's had five cycles. Wow. Yeah. Insane, right? She had cystic acne to the point where she walked around with a rubber donut because she couldn't sit on a chair. It would hurt. Body was covered in it. So her father was an internist and sent her and put her on some liver medication because they thought she had a detox problem, Mm -hmm. right? And they figured this is where the acne is coming from. It was not that. And that made her feel even worse. So we ran her genetics. And what we found was exactly what we were talking about. She was a superhuman converter of testosterone into DHT. Mm -hmm. But not only that, there's these genes that execute a process called glucuronidation, which is the removal of DHT. Mm -hmm. She didn't have the gene missing. Wow. Completely missing. It's called a copy number variation. And most genetic tests don't look at this. They look for what's called a SNP, which is a spelling mistake. Uh Then they try and use algorithms to assume which copy number variation you have, but we actually test for it because it's so important. So, you know, implicit in how you're going to feel. Mm-hmm. She was missing the gene. So she makes way too much of this toxin and was missing the key tool to shovel out and get rid of it. And so it just sat there and it caused this intense cystic acne where she literally couldn't sit down. Now, five years of working with her father, trying to figure out what's going on with her body. And her father, again, is an internist, like a specialized mm-hmm. within six weeks, She came back to our clinic. This was during our research phase when we weren't yet publicly facing. We were just working on hard cases that clinics would send us. Uh Came back crying, saying, first time in my life, I feel like a girl. Wow. Right? And the solution is so simple. It didn't need crazy medication and therapies and surgeries. And we just needed to slow down the conversion. Sorry, we need to speed up, I'm sorry, the conversion of testosterone into estrogen. There's a gene called CYP90A1, which is responsible for aromatase uh, production so moving testosterone into estrogen we just there's simple ingredients that are in your food that speed that up right we also know that okay she doesn't she's missing these genes for the glucuronidation removing the toxin so mm-hmm. let's give her some detox supplements to support her so whenever you find a gene function that's not right you have two options two dials you turn one is let me remove from my life the stuff that i can't handle mm-hmm. second option is let me turn up on the dial and add things that do the job for me. I don't do the job, so let me add a supplement, a food, an exercise that does the job for me. And let me remove all the things that are threats. Six weeks, it took six weeks. For a man, it would take a little bit less, but women have to go through a menstrual cycle, right? Mm-hmm. So it took six weeks to reset her hormones, and all of a sudden her hair was going back, there was no acne, she felt amazing, menstrual cycle, that's it. Now, wow. if this didn't happen, she would have spent the rest of her life probably not having children, right? Because of infertility and no, not enough estrogen, probably having polycystine ovarian cysts because of the toxicity, mm-hmm. who knows what else she would have experienced, but it would have been miserable, right? Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. An incredible story. But you know, something that I really liked that came out of the, uh, my conversation with Reed Davis from FDN, this is an incredible story, but it also tells the power of being that kind of avant-garde research facility that can take this unique case and really break it down to a very simple, actionable result. Would you say that now the DNA company, the way that it, that it functions right now, can give that person, let's say today when it's in a commercial setting, the same detailed answer it would have given when, when that person was taken as, a, as an N of one in a lab? And also maybe you can, if the answer is yes, and I see you nodding your head, 
how does the user interface interface work as far as recommendations, etc.? So there's kind of two answers to that. There, we realize that most people don't have such an acute problem. Yeah. Most people, it's like let me get let me be the best version of myself. Yeah. Give me my GPS. Tell me which tree has fallen down in 10 years and I want to avoid it, right? Whether mm-hmm. it's Alzheimer's, cancer, whatever. So that's the majority. So what we do is the reports don't speak to genes. They speak to problems. We have these review sessions where people can show up with their data and we go through them. We're like, let's talk about the brain. Let's talk about the heart. Because it was built in the way that I wished it was when I started my health journey, right? Mm-hmm. Like I know what I needed. And I know that I was a layman that didn't know anything about medicine and I wish this is what I got. So that's what we built, which is take my data, show up somewhere where they're going to tell me this means this, this means that, this means that beyond the reports, we can dig mm-hmm. deeper and I can ask questions. I can say, I have a headache. What's going on? Right. And somebody might say, look at this gene. What do you eat, et cetera. And we'll figure it out. That little bit of detective work. Now that's one layer. The second layer is I realize some people do need clinical support because they go to their doctor and their doctor won't accept this because they haven't been trained on it. Mm-hmm. Or it, it is a problem like this girl I described or breast cancer or Alzheimer's and it really needs clinical support. So we've trained about 20 functional medicine practitioners or functional genomics practitioners, I should say, to be able to practice medicine using our science. So if somebody needs a program or beyond, we have a clinic now that does that. It's all virtual. Uh, so it can be done from anywhere in the world. And those were the two things we really needed. And that's how it's done. So it's an experience, I would say, unlike anything else out there. You come out of these report review sessions, you will be a different version of yourself. You will add 15, 20 years to your life. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And uh, for people who are interested really in their, again, a lot of the people who are listening here, they want the laundry list of, of tell me what I need to do to have less wrinkles. You know, that's a lot of our listeners. So would you say that there is that there is a uh, an interaction as far as like skin health is concerned? You know, like, uh, hey, this is how you can have a better looking skin, etc. Or is it more taking the individual, making sure they're healthy and then it expresses themselves? So there is a skin report in the hormone section mm-hmm. where we look at it from the context of hormones. Yeah. What we try and do is teach each person how to use their genetics to solve any problem. Because guess what? Your DNA doesn't change. You've done this test. The data is going to be the same the rest of your life. So if we can teach you how to use it, then in the future, when you're 10 years older and there's different problems you're trying to solve, you can go back to the same data and and use it for that problem. It doesn't change, right? And so our intention is... We teach you about the systems of your body. Here's how your detox system works. Here's how your hormone system works. And you watch the video and you, and you attend the sessions and all of a sudden it's like, now I know how to think differently about how my body works and I can solve problems myself. Yeah. That's our You know, and connecting to the same kind of train of thought that you're saying and going 10 years later and referring to the same data, but now you're obviously your DNA doesn't change your epigenetics change, but your DNA doesn't change. So, so you can yeah. go back and refer to it. So what about people who are, or women that are undergoing menopause, you know, premenopause, postmenopause, yeah. is it something that they can derive a better understanding and experience through genetic testing? I would say during our research, so there were 7,000 people, I would say 60% were women. And the number one problem that needed the most work was everything around female hormone health. Yeah. We didn't know this when we started, but when we actually started looking at patients and helping them, the big gap between here's what my doctor's telling me and here's what's possible and how little their doctor actually knew. It's very great. Like it's your hormones. You're supposed to have problems. Why are you here? (laughs) That's kind of the answer. 
you know, yeah, it's menopause. It's going to suck for five years. Don't mm-hmm. worry about it. Yeah. No, absolutely not. The genetics of hormones makes things that gray stuff so black and white, so easy. Wow. And uh, we can talk to a 20 year old woman and say, if you have these choices, your menopause is going to look like this. If you have these choices, your menopause is going to like to look like this. And now you can choose based on your habits, how it's going to feel. And there's evidence of that. We already know that. So for example, when you talk about menopause in North America, what do women think? Hot flash. That's the first thing people think, hot flashes, right? Yeah. When you talk about menopause in Japan, the first thing people think of is a stiff shoulder. Hmm. They don't have hot flashes there, right? And we don't have stiff shoulders here because our inputs, the environment, nutrition, lifestyle is different. So there's a different outcome of genes plus inputs. So you now know you can control the outcome. You need to know, here's my genetics. Here's what my body's doing hormonally. And if I do this, it's going to be bad. If I do this, it's going to be good. And, and we do have the ability to do that. We've taken many women that are having horrible, crazy menopause and calmed it right down so that it, it's bearable. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Why do women in Japan have stiff shoulders uh, as opposed to American uh, or Western world uh, hot flashes? So there are different kinds of inflammatory responses. Uh-huh. There's also a difference with in North America, the major threat is that we have to deal with estrogen mimics uh-huh. and, and hormone disruption, right? So you have this, I make more estrogen. Some women are estrogen dominant. And I may be estrogen toxic. So you're making an inflammatory estrogen, like a toxic version of estrogen versus a clean version. And now you add on top of that birth control pills, Teflon coated frying pans, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? The level of inflammation that Western women are at versus other places is very different. Yeah. Right? And so the outcome is also different. Maybe that woman is experiencing a stiff shoulder. But her entire body is so stiff and screwed up that she can't isolate that one thing. Yeah. Right? And maybe the Japanese woman is, is, such, is so much closer to good health that she's noticing this thing because everything else is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Right? So th- that's the difference. Western, uh, especially American women, are doing f- worse than most because of all the chemicals and bad food and hormone disruption. Yeah. Super interesting. You know... But that's a very good input as far as, as catching it early, obviously, and educating our, our, ourselves to, to, to better lifestyle. What about some of the, uh, along the lines, some of the misconceptions in health that you have learned that are misconceptions due to good uh, DNA research, uh, epigenetic research? Yeah, I would say the biggest thing that comes to mind is everything that you do and say and work on not realizing your current context. Mm-hmm. Right? This is no longer grandma's world. Since the 1970s, we've had almost 150,000 chemicals added to our lifestyle. Yeah. That in our food, in our air, everything, right? There's, the water is full of forever chemicals, the plastics, our clothing. So yeah. the reality of the world you live in, it, you cannot just get by. You have to be working on yourself. It's no longer, so this allopathic medicine model we have of, I'll wait till I get sick and I call my doctor, used to work because there was a chance that you weren't going to get sick. Yeah. Right? Now it's guaranteed. (laughs) It's guaranteed that if you don't take care of your health, you are getting a chronic disease. Mm -hmm. Right? You're getting a cardiovascular disease, cancer. 50% of Americans are expected to get cardiovascular disease. 50% are expected to get cancer. What's left? We haven't even talked about the rest of the chronic diseases, right? Mm -hmm. So 
just know that today's context and reality, the food, the chemicals, the environment, the air, everything that your body is taking in is far beyond your genetic capacity to deal with it. We are wired for ancestral habits. We are wired to be cave people. Our DNA hasn't changed in 250,000 years. Yeah. So we are wired for those habits. Now look at the habits we're in. So just understand that it's not an option. You have to be working on your body proactively. Yeah. Wow. A hundred percent. I'd like to take a second and talk to you about ProCare, which is a longevity science-based serum that visibly improves the signs of aging while combating inflammation and balancing oil production. This serum is a result of years of scientific work and clinical research. ProCare is an exclusive, multi-purpose product delivering powerful, proven, age-reversing, and acne-preventing benefits. The only topical product that has been clinically proven to eliminate senescent cells in humans. What does it do? It lessens the appearance of lines and wrinkles. It shields from environmental toxins and free radicals. It lessens progerin, which is the skin's aging protein. It plumps the skin, the appearance of it, and provides genetic hyaluronic acid boost. It lessens blackheads, breakouts, and improves poor appearance, brightens the skin and even skin tone. It helps to calm redness and rosacea, and it also eliminates, as we said, harmful senescent cells. Aside from getting a, a genetic test, obviously, what else would you recommend someone who is tackling their, you know, whether it's skin health or general health, what, what else are you enthusiastic about when we're talking about taking care of ourselves? I would say it's starting with the things that aren't even adding something. It's just do what's free, meaning yeah. fix your sleep. Mm-hmm. Because given the level of toxicity that you're living in, you need good recovery, which means you need more sleep than ever before. This is mm-hmm. when your body actually, the lymphatic drainage happens, the glymphatic drainage of the brain, that all happens in your sleep. Yeah. So you want more sleep and high quality sleep. The second big, big one is EMF. Understand that the electronic frequencies that you're surrounded by are very, very different than your ancestors. In fact, even the safety data we have today is irrelevant because it was done in the 1980s. When, when they tell us that cell phones are safe, it was a study done from the 1980s on the brick. This thing is now a supercomputer, uh-huh. right? And it's it's signaling the cell phone tower 900 times a minute. Mm-hmm. That's Tri- right. Triangulating every little movement. <laughs> yeah. That's a podcast. We have to spend one hour talking about that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's crazy how... I mean, we, uh, young goose in our, in our lab, we live in a, in a parallel universe to everything that you're talking about because we came out with, uh, we incorporated this very interesting, more than an antioxidant, it was, it was a free radical scavenger into our products. And it, it, let me tell you, it's one of the most annoying things to try to explain to people that it doesn't matter what antioxidant they use, 90% of the free radicals that they meet are non-oxygen based, are actually based on carbon or right. nitrogen. 
things that their body has never met before, or their genetics obviously have never met before the industrial revolution, especially nowadays. So, I mean, yeah, and, and, and goes on and on and on, obviously, but the added exposure to unnatural compounds is, is definitely, I believe, that the most pressing epidemic we have in our society. Yeah, I agree. That's what it is. And there's there's so much of these today's current threats that we think of new. There, it's you're in it. It's happening, yeah. right? So you have to deal with it. But and then the other, I guess, the last one I would say is food, right? Just yeah. understanding that food is not just ingredients on a label. The processing is the most toxic part. And even if you buy a a bag of you know organic cookies. <laughs> with ingredients, it still was processed on heavy metals. It was still in that packaging that's seeping into your food. They clean the machines with chemicals. Yeah. They're, you know, right now, the European Union, UK, China are saying that it's illegal to import American bread. Wow. Yeah, because it has something in it called potassium bromate, which is the same thing that you make yoga mats out of. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. And it's just so toxic. It's unbelievable that it's allowed for humans to consume. But this is the reality is you need to dig deeper than the ingredients. You need to understand what it takes to process these things. Right now, when you buy an apple in a grocery store in the United States, it was picked from the tree one year prior to the time that you ate it. How is that possible? Because they use these chemicals to sustain it because of supply chain issues. They never Mm -hmm. know when they're going to need more supplies, they overstock, right? And there's a chemical that allows it to sort of stay in its form. And then there's another chemical to remove that chemical so that when you buy it, it actually rots, right? Mm -hmm. And that stuff is toxic poison. If you, you know, go tell the CEO of that company to go drink that chemical and see what he says. Exactly, yeah. So just know that there's so much more going on in your food supply than what you see in the stores and you need to learn and research. So, you know, connecting to that, do you have, do you give more precedence as far as like supplying information uh, on how to live your life according to DNA tests? Are you giving more emphasis to things that you know are linked with our modern society? So if you don't have a gene that can deal with, for example, heavy metals or whatever that is, does that jump higher than, for example, something you know, that's again, like G6PD, you know, hey, just don't eat fava beans. But this is something that you should really, really pay attention to. Yeah, so you're exactly right. The most genetic tests, we're trying to figure out what does each gene mean. Mm-hmm. And you get a genetic report, it'll tell you, here's your bean gene, here's your cauliflower gene, here's your carrot gene, and the body doesn't work like that, right? Mm-hmm. Are certain genetic conditions where that's true. Yeah. But the majority of our problems are what we would call polygenomic, system-based, multiple genes equaling a system. And so that's how you have to look at things. And from there, so 14 of the top 15 killers, at least in North America, are rooted in the exact same thing, inflammation. Yeah. So the, the, the diseases of Alzheimer's, dementia, diabetes, cancer are not what's killing you, it's the inflammation. Which disease you're going to get is a combination of inflammation plus your genetically bad hardware, Mm -hmm. right? I don't have good quality arteries. I don't have good quality, you know, immunity, so I can't kill cancer cells. So it's a combination. But without the inflammation, this stuff doesn't happen. So the big thing to do is to use your genetics to understand why would my body have inflammation? Mm -hmm. It's not the same answer for everybody, right? It's different. And if you figure out your why and you resolve this one big thing, this hub, central hub, Folks are all gone, right? Yeah. Cancer, diabetes, they're all, it's not possible if the cells are healthy. 
Yeah, wow, that's very, very, very insightful. I mean, it's very, it's reminiscent of, um, you know, if you, a lot of the times you hear two people on, on each side of some, some diet and they're arguing intensely and they're both overweight or something yeah. like that. And, you know, any, the, the thing that, you, that goes through my mind when that happens is like, first of all, you, the, the worst thing is excess calories. Like the fact that you eat 5,000 calories, that's the worst thing. After yeah. that, what are those calories? Yeah, for sure, you need to yeah. dial in whatever is genetically right for you. But yeah. you shouldn't eat 5,000 calories anyway, you know? Yeah. And 5,000 filler calories, there's not even, there's no nutrition, nutrition density in those calories. Uh-huh. Yeah, 100%. Right? So, Kashif, like, before we, we, we wrap things up, and um, obviously it is in our best benefit that anyone listening to this podcast and that uses our products would go ahead and get a DNA company genetic test and go follow those, uh, those uh, recommendations. I'm really interested... You, you hinted on a few projects as far as like the future of the DNA company. What is in the future? Do you have any plans as far as specifically developing uh, uh, yes. recommendations? Or? I, so I, what I realized, what was needed and what we're good at is interpretation. Mm -hmm. Testing is easy. Anybody can test. What does it mean and how do I change your life? That's the most important part. So I realized we need to do this in other areas, like the microbiome, like early disease tech detection of cancer and, you know, blood work. So that's mm -hmm. what our next mission is, is we figured out how to think about biomarkers functionally so you can do something. Yeah. And we also figured out how to make that super easy to use so that you can keep using the tool yourself. Mm -hmm. So now we have to do that with every other test. So yeah. we're going to uh, continuing our sort of menu of tests. And I'm doing that work right now of taking this complex, for example, microbiome work, and making it simple and like telling you, here's actually what you need to do. Not again, eat your broccoli, eat your beans. Same like we we're talking about genetics, but here's how I, this is causing fibromyalgia. Here's why this may be to lead to cognitive decline. So you can take action. That's the next uh, journey for us. Definitely. I mean, that's genius. You know, Uber existed before Uber. It was uh, on Craigslist. People could ask, hey, is anyone going whatever, wherever that is? Someone would respond. But the interface was terrible, right? Yeah. And what Uber or, or Lyft did, it, they just made it extremely simple. So yeah. I think, it, to your point, the most important thing is the interface and user experience. And then, you know, you could, you could facilitate way more things. So how, so how do people start this, this journey? How do they start the test? What happens? How long? What's the process? So the DNAcompany.com, it's called the 360. And you order the kit, a saliva collection kit is sent to your home or office or wherever. You provide the saliva, comes back to us. It takes about a month, I would say, to sequence. Mm -hmm. Then you'll get a notification to log into your portal, at which point you'll have access to all this data I'm talking about. And we give you videos on how to rethink the system for each system. Then we give you a bunch of audio. It's like a virtual console, let's say, like a, it's an AI that actually reads to you. You have this version of this gene, which means this, right? Very cool. We give you the reports, look up things like anxiety, Alzheimer's, et cetera, and actually read about all those problems that you're trying to solve. And if you really go through every piece of what's delivered to you, you are going to be the best version of yourself, right? It's, wow. This is your human instruction manual, and you'll know how to solve from how do I exercise to why do I get migraines to anything you're figuring out. The answers are there. Very cool. And of course, we're going to have that link in the description to the podcast. 
yeah, anything else, uh, Kashif, that people should know before we wrap it up? No, I would just say that, you know, thanks to innovation from people like you and this whole industry where we're all trying to work together and really change the way we think about healthcare, aging, chronic disease, that stuff is all optional now. Yes. You know, what we thought was like innate, like it's coming. No, it's caused. Why weren't you born with it? Uh-huh. You, you don't have it. You don't have to have it. Your choices will decide whether you get it or not. So just make the right choice, you know, and, and you have to learn from your genome what is the right choice from you and then just stick to that and chronic disease and aging and skin health and hair health all becomes optional. Incredible. Well, I know you're on, on a very tight uh, schedule, so I, I want to thank you very, very much for this insightful conversation. I would urge really anyone who's listening to go get uh, the DNA company test and to start to figure out how they communicate with their, with their blueprint for the best, obviously, skin, hair, and the best health that they can have from now on. So thank you very much, Kashif. It was a pleasure. Great being here. Yes, sir. Right. Take care. Thank you, everyone. As we wrap up today's exciting episode, we have a moment to delve into some of your pressing questions. These are actually the questions that prompted us to have an interview with Kashif Khan. Here at the Biohacking Beauty Podcast, we appreciate your active participation and are excited to respond to your inquiries. So first question, how can we get our own genomic genomic profile? Is there a consumer-friendly way to get this information. Obviously, this was a question that came before the podcast launched. So the easy answer is yes. The, that's what we asked the uh, DNA company to come on the podcast. Kashif, it's, its founder, to come on the podcast because we believe that's the best way for you to learn about your genetic makeup and get the best insights on what to do with it, especially if you're interested in looking better and feeling better. Second question. Is genetic-based skincare only for those with skin issues or can everyone benefit from it? And so everyone can benefit from genetically informed skincare. It helps us understand our skin at a cellular level, which can guide us on choosing the most effective products and treatments to maintain healthy skin and delay the signs of aging uh, at a particular fashion. Some people have genes that create collagen that are not as effective or hyaluronic acid or other things like how your body breaks down nutrients, which are important, as we learned today in the podcast. Third question is, with the advancement of genomics, are we looking at a future where skincare routines are highly personalized? Yeah, indeed. We are already moving towards that future here at Young Goose. Genomics allows us to understand the uniqueness of our skin, paving the way for skincare products and routines tailored to our individual needs and characteristics. The DNA company, as discussed with Kashif today, is pioneering this path. And I can tell you that whether it is ProCare or the hyperbaric mask or other products we're coming out with in the future, we put a great emphasis on how do they interact with your genes. And we show a lot of the results in as far as studies, the results are revolving around the interaction with, for example, in the in the case of uh, ProCare, it's uh, how it resets 14 different genes that are involved in the skin aging process, collagen genes, elastin gene, hyaluronic acid genes. The hyperbaric mask obviously has a very specific peptide that increases the expression of, of collagen creating genes. So, and in the future, 
we're looking at other sets of genes that are very important that are right now pretty obscure. So this is something that I believe is a great part of the future of skin health. In general, I, I just want to say that your questions to our listeners, they never fail to inspire us and uh, we encourage more of them. If you want your question to be answered on this podcast, all you need to do to make sure we answer it is to ask it in a review, especially on Apple Podcasts. We make it a point to answer them in the next episode or as we see here, an episode that directly relates to it. Before we sign off, Let's revisit the key takeaways from our conversation with Kashif Khan today. We explored the role of genomics in skin health and in overall health, discovering how the DNA company is integrating genomics into health and, and skin health solutions, and envisioned the future of genomics in transforming people's health, longevity, and skin health and longevity. Remember, the future of skincare is personal and it's intertwined with understanding our unique genetic makeup. I would advise everyone to keep exploring, keep questioning, keep learning about health and yourself, and obviously keep biohacking your way to beauty and health. This is your host, Amitai Eshel, saying goodbye until next time. Don't forget to tune in for another episode of the Biohacking Beauty Podcast. So, bye everyone.